You're listening to White Atlantic Weird, a podcast about why people believe weird things. I'm Kian, and I'm coming to you from the cabin in the woods where it is a, a rather beautiful early summer afternoon, sitting on the porch, having a cold drink of some sort of blue fruity substance. Now, several months ago, we did an episode about the first Blair Witch movie from 1999. That episode is called American Folk Horror, or I think the American Folk Horror of the Blair Witch Project, something like that. Take a look at the back catalogue and see. Anyway, uh, we finally got around to taking a look at the rest of the series. I think it says something that I devoted one episode to just the first movie and have decided to tackle everything else in the mythos uh, with just one second episode. But even so, and even though nothing, nothing else we discuss here really hits the quality of the first one, there's some interesting stuff to be found, some interesting ideas, and I think even questioning the idea of whether the franchise needed to happen at all. So joining me for this one is Mr. Ian Stokes. The conversation a couple of weeks old just because life has got in the way, so I'll have to have a rummage around here for the tape amongst my piles of uh, cassettes and VHS because, you know, retro everything, nostalgia everything. So, um, by all means, grab yourself a drink, get comfortable. Uh, this episode is about the rest of the Blair Witch franchise, the second movie, the third movie, uh, a bunch of games and other things that came along with the series as well. So let's do it. We are certain that Satanism exists. It's the practice of evil. And following closely behind this car was this unidentified flying object. Of the Bigfoot or Sasquatch by bringing in a body. I'm just drinking a nice uh, warm mug of lovely green tea. I'm really thought you were going to say like Castlemaine Triple X or something like that. No, it's, it's, it's too early uh, uh, on a Sunday for me. Yeah. I'm looking at a couple of fallen have, cans of Pretzky, though, from a previous yeah, episode. <laughs> I have cracked a can of Coors Light in my side, okay, just to keep well, the spirit. It's up. it's a lazy Sunday, uh, you know. Yeah, it's it's a and it's light, you know. It's grand. It's not an IPA or anything like that. So, so we're okay. we're here to talk about um the the rest of the Blair Witch franchise. That is to say, everything that's not the first movie. Now, I did an episode last year about the first film alone. And I thought that warranted an entire episode. It's called, I think I called it um, the American Folk Horror of the Blair Witch Project. And if you're interested in that, please do go back and take a listen. Um, because we're not going to get in-depth into the, the background of the first film. This is everything else in the franchise. And interesting how I figured the first film warranted an entire episode. But literally everything else <laughs> warrants a single episode. We're squeezing into a certain time period. We've been given a, a time limit key. A little, a little bit like some directors we're going to talk about here. Some directors, yeah. We've been given a time limit to squeeze everything in there. So, um, I, I think both of us didn't know what we were taking on here. Um, I thought there was a couple of films and maybe a couple of video games, but there's actually quite a lot of stuff. Now, we probably won't get around to all of it, but we're going to, we're, we're, I think we'll yeah. probably end up focusing on the films and the games. I, well, you know, obviously we'll kick off with the, the Book of Shadows, I think. Um, <clears throat> this is a strange one, King, because, Keen, I think you and me are usually on the same page. So let's put the question, right? 
desert island, right? You are you already have Doom Two, right? <laughs> Doom, right? But now you know somebody comes to you and says, right, look, the boat comes by and says, look, we can throw you a DVD. Which one do you want? Do you want Blair Witch Two or Blair Witch Three? What are you picking? Oh, definitely Blair Witch Two. Yep, hundred percent for Blair Witch Two. Yeah, I like. So as of last night, and we were chatting, I was militant that it was Blair Witch Three, but after watching the YouTube video, okay, so that video I, right no, is I'm made. On the fence. I'm, I'm on the yeah, fence, yeah, that video know? I think um, has been very influential because so it's it's the guy who does good bad flicks. I, I can't think of his name. He's he's a good. He he does it. He has an interesting take on yeah, films yeah. that are often maligned, and the second Blair Witch film. The, the Book of Shadows is is hated has been hated for 20 years now and he's the kind of guy who likes to come back to these things that are hated and say let's take another look is there anything we can salvage here is there any is there any other consideration we can bring to try and understand what's going on I think he's a bit too optimistic I think even if they made all the changes he would still be a bit rough right it would still be yeah but he, he's rushed, he's influential you know? if you go look so I went looking for the fan edit of, of that film right and we'll get to what that is and what it changes but there's Oh, a fa- there's, there's a, fan edit. Okay, there's a famous fan yeah, edit, um, which <clears throat> now I'm a bit of a technophobe. I'm not good at if if I can't find something, you know, through forums that's streaming or easily downloadable. I'm kind of that's a dead end for me. But I, I was hunting around at the forums, and because fan edits are a are a very murky legal ground thing, it's people are not. You have to talk to people. You have to DM people or PM people to get private links to, to, to downloads and stuff. And um, I actually did hit, hit up a few people who supposedly had it on Reddit and I got nothing back from them. So, But everybody who goes looking or wants to talk about this film on the forums saw this guy's um, YouTube video and that got them saying, you know what, maybe there's more to this film than we've been saying for 20 years and uh, I'd like to give it another shot. And a lot of them end up thinking, I wouldn't mind watching the fan edit. Kian, I actually thought you were going to say you went hunting around a forest and you just found a videotape. Obviously, well, that happens. That happened too. (laughs) (laughs) So, one thing I want to mention about that, I was going to call this episode something like um, a franchise nobody wanted or something, because to me, there's a there's a fundamental. It is. It is. It's something. (laughs) There is something there. It's good. It should be good, but it just keeps going wrong. And the further it goes wrong, you're like, what's happening here? Like, I mean, come on. There's. There's enough recipe for success. Like, I was convinced during the week, we'll talk about it later, but I was convinced it was a PlayStation 1 game, and apparently it was not. But I was like, no, 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 there, there definitely is. Like, it was definitely that successful. And, like, no, it's not. There's a couple of other games, yeah, but we'll talk with them. But that's how it was kind of ingrained into my mind that, yeah, like, this was a big thing. You know? It was. It was just... And there is a lot of, like, accessory can, content like, floating like, around adjacent so, so to can it. We, can, can we confirm one thing, right? <clears throat> Does... So, like, I know we don't want to talk about Blair Witch 1, right? But that comes out in 99. 1999, right? yeah, that's right. And doesn't this one come out in 2000? Yeah, so this is very, like, very really, quick afterwards. Yeah, so for anybody listening, like, it's literally, hey, look, you have a deadline. Bang, there you go. Yeah. Um, the director, what, what, what I liked was that the director who got picked, um, according to the YouTube thing we watched, right? He was like, he didn't like the fact that the original one fooled people, which I think is actually one of his best things, to be honest. Um, yeah, but no, you but know, like, there was no way you could do that again. I think he was right yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. 
but to avoid that like, take. We can't do that again. So look, let's just make a movie with a movie and be kind of um. He wants to kind of take the piss out of it a small bit. Not yeah, take no, the he's piss, well, he's being satirical about. So the first film is all yeah, about yeah. fooling mass, the public. Um, what's the, you know, mass, um, what's the name? Mass hysteria you know, and yeah, and that's uh, it. he wants to do a commentary on that basically. <clears> and um, yeah, and and yeah, and it's it's it is maligned, and there's a good re- it's ultimately it, it is not a Blair Witch, a Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. <laughs> From 2000, very, very shortly, January 2000 at that. So very shortly after the first film was a, an unexpected success from a an independent company called Haxon. And they made a lot more money than they, they got a lot more money back. Um, the distributor did from, than they spent on it. So obviously in Hollywood, whenever there's unexpected money, people are like, right, let's make more. Let's make a sequel. And I think I think that the first film kind of has built into it a, a, a fundamental contradiction, right? Which is that... On the one hand, what's good about the first film, they never show you the monster, right? Which is a classic, do you show the monster, do you not show the monster? It's one of those eternal horror film quandaries. And the problem is, the stuff that's good about the first film is that you get a load of lore and you get a load of background historical information, but actually it's all red herring. And really what's, you know, nothing is ever answered in the film. You have no idea whether the witch is real or what she is or if she's, maybe they're all going crazy, maybe. Or, or the story I told you that I came across, which is actually convincing, is that the yeah. two guys are just murdering you one. And the and film, the film is open enough works. that you can have these interpretations yeah. of it because what it's really about is not a witch. It's really about the fear of the unknown, the fear of being yeah. lost in the dark, the fear of the wilderness, and those are all what very you powerful. Don't see, right? Yeah. yeah. What, you're, you're, what you imagine and what you don't see is way worse than what it actually is. Yeah. Like. So, and then on the other hand, so the film is complete and by itself, and it really doesn't need anything else. And anything else that comes along that wants to focus on the details of the witch or the history is kind of fundamentally missing the point. And yet, here's the other side of the contradiction for me. We're fans. We love lore. We, we want. We want more information. Oh, I, will, I will. I will dig that stuff up. Like even if it's rubbish, I still find myself reading stuff about crap movies. Just, yeah, yeah, me too. And it, it's crazy because like nothing we find is going to make it better. Like nothing we find is going to make the, improve the story. In fact, I think there's a sick kind of mass. Like when we find something that makes it worse, we're even a bit happier as well. Like ah, oh, I can't wait to tell Kia now about that. So like, like for me, there's all this stuff in the, especially on the website that came out for the first film that talks about the. The witch herself back in the 1700s and then the there's um the the coffin rock thing happens in the 1880s and then so, so, so here's one game like <laughs> I, like and this is like this is something like this is like this is a complete example of the Blair Witch right I thought there was a book called the Blair Witch Cult yeah right but apparently that's a complete creation as well right that's yes. not real it's fictional again, it's true within the world I of the film and I was like is this a real thing and like I genuinely thought look no I just like I just thought oh this is a fictional novel that came out and let's just read it now and I even like messaged you with this like oh apparently there's some Blair Witch Cult book I just literally thought it's like a pocket like there was a book about snakes in a plane <laughs> fuck's sake like I said what? so I just genuinely thought like oh there's definitely a book on like Blair Witch called Blair Witch Cult does that make sense you know but that's good world building isn't it because within the, the fiction of the film yeah it, it's fooled. real they have, they have fooled you with that level and then like it was like oh well, the original copies in Massachusetts I was like mm, that wouldn't happen with Snake in a Plane in fairness you know <laughs> you know like, like it was just kind of like my, my bullshit meter was starting to tick off at that point and I was like mm, I don't know um, but like yeah exactly it fooled me that way um, and I suppose like getting back to the topic getting back to like 
well, I want, I want to mention before Book of Shadows be the, the documentary. So one of the cleverest things they did when they were promoting the first film and one of the extra bits of, of text, if you like, um, which does add to the lore, uh, which is canon and which was made by the, the two directors of the first film, um, Eduardo Sanchez and what was the other guy's name? Uh, Daniel Myrick. It's is a short 40-minute documentary called Curse of the Blair Witch, which, which do you, I, you have I, memories I have of. Any- I have memories of because I watched that the Sky One show that like at <laughs> nine PM on a Friday night or nine or ten PM and it was like warning this may contain scenes of and I was like ah class my parents are there yeah great and I watched this night I was terrified I was just literally did not get a night's sleep because of it like it was just and in particular the uh, the two stories of the the Castle Rock story but also Yaman what's his name um, Rustin Parr the serial killer Rustin from Parr, the 40s really just disturbed me especially the way like they were like oh he made a child face the corner while he's I don't know it's like whatever the what he did but it's just the details they put in kind of freaked it's me very out well, I watched it again you know this week I mean? it's like, very well like, made wow, yeah and it, it, that's it like you're just there kind of going Christ they couldn't have done better if they tried it today to no, be honest they'd no. probably make it worse they, br- um, they, bring, they bring in a lot of actual truthful stuff about the lore of witchcraft in yeah, America yeah. they they mentioned the Bell Witch of Tennessee um, they, they have I think the cleverest thing they do is they bring in this like quote unquote like 70s footage of these Wiccans and New Age witchcraft people talking about the actual history of, of which yeah, yeah, Wicca yeah, yeah, as a yeah quote-unquote new age persecuted religion a lot of that is is more or less true and it's just very clever and it's it's understated if anything and it really makes you believe and that was a time when you couldn't but easily debunk said, it's, these it's things it's the type of thing that like you can stand out in the forest and say yeah oh, this is bullshit but fucking stay in a tent <laughs> stay there at midnight right <laughs> like you know all you need is comes kind of some, almost like a, not a seafaring but you know I, I've been here for you know the oh, Willem Dafoe would, how did you get you here you would just be shitting yourself basically like I would just be like my dad used to tell stories of like um, banshees in Kerry like and he used to terrify me as a child and I just imagine the Blair Witch in that kind of same kind of vein this kind of folklore thing of well don't go out there now because you know that's where the Blair Witch is do you know that kind of way well um, talk about being fooled by documentaries I remember when TV3 showed When Cars Attack and yep totally <laughs> <laughs> totally bought that when I was a kid <laughs> Totally TV3 as well, by the way. Just, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> they used to get like all the trashiest American, like fake documentaries. Oh my days. So keen. Okay, but I mean, okay. So we get to Blair Witch Two. Yeah, right? Book of Shadows. Um, so within so how, just a few months. Do we, do we talk about just like the original, or do we talk about how the director wants to do a better job, or what? We'll, we'll say yeah. So it's it's directed by um, a fellow called Joe Berlinger and. He did. I think he did a pretty reasonably clever thing. There's a lot of stuff in this film that could have been good, and there's there's an, various good ideas. There's a, maybe a good film hiding within this somewhere. And he was given a bit of a poison chalice. Like there was no point in him making a sequel in exactly the same way because there's no way you could pull off that sort of fool the public thing again. You know, and no. nobody could ever do that ever again. So I think wisely enough, he said. Let's try something totally different. He decided to go meta. And this film t- weirdly takes place in a universe in which the Blair Witch Project is a film that does exist. And I, I need to call it kudos. Like, the opening scene is actually fantastic because they shoot some documentary again. And it's just literally... I, you told me it was true. I thought it was fake. But, like, there's this great scene of, like, these people, like, selling stuff from that town where, like, 
player which was shot. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just going like, yeah, we sell twigs, we sell things, about five dollars, grand. Yeah. And then they're just like, we sell rocks as well, yeah. but they're too they're too expensive to post over the internet. So. <laughs> And she we makes um, she makes little she makes the stick figures. <laughs> she makes little uh, fridge magnet stick figures to sell to people. Yeah, it's just really funny, and it's just like I thought that was fake. You said to me that was true. Yeah, so the, that's where the crew came in. I'll and... put an article in the notes uh, from a website called Thrillist, and the article is how a small Maryland town survived the Blair Witch. Yeah, and, it's... and like literally when I watched this, I thought, oh, fucking great! I would never. So when when Keen said to me, he like WhatsApp me, how would you feel about Dune? <laughs> And I was like, alright, I've been watching Alien 3, but oh, fair enough, I'll do this. Like, I watched the third one, I haven't seen the second. I watched the second, and like this opening scene, I was like, no, I'm, I'm on board with this, like, I'm signing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So some of those people are real. Um, that town, the, the town of Burkittsville is real in Maryland, and they got absolutely yeah, yeah. swamped by people after this film came out, the first one. And yeah. the second one is a bit of a commentary on that. So I've heard that the town of Burkesville was actually Blair, but it's been yeah. renamed Burkesville. But this is total like hocus pocus. Like, <laughs> was it just always Burkesville? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So they made that up, and the people in the town, yeah, according, exactly. were like, furious about this because this people is why were it's coming in. Really when you come along, though, like when you're researching, <laughs> you're like, "Well, this is bullshit." Well, this might be. I don't know which one is bullshit, which isn't. Like, that's the fun part. But that's what story, Book like, of Shadows yeah. is all about. The the connection between truth and fiction and when, when TV and film creates yeah, fiction yeah, that yeah, makes people think it's real and it's all about that. And there, there's a bit at the beginning where, you know, characters are saying like, film lies, but, you know, movies tell the truth or something. And then one of the themes in the film uh, is, is... I hated that. Like, I know. Yeah, I'm, it was... it, it's on the nose. It's too on the nose. But you can see they are trying to make a point. Yeah. Whether or not it was well done, you can you can decide. Uh, so, so, can we... Okay, well, the big thing is that um, there's a fake James Franco yeah right yeah um he's just james franco they just couldn't afford him um but in fairness uh, from the youtube thing we watch right the director was literally told get several unknown actors who yeah. are decent in a very 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 short space of time like i mean most movie going to production what there's a couple of months at least and you're doing everything you know what i mean but this is like, like as we said like you you have a delivery date you gotta get this done. One of the things I do like about this film, and it's probably just a nostalgia thing, is it's 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 two thousand so hard. Like the music, the style. Um. So like one of the things on the YouTube thing is like apparently it was supposed to open with Frank Sinatra's "Is It Witchcraft?" Yeah, which is I, fantastic. Yeah, and then they just recut it when it's just disposable teens or something like that. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. You know what though? And it's just, I, I'm keen. I'm keen to see the 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 director's first idea, but I disagree that Frank Sinatra would have improved that opening sequence because number one, yes, Marlon Manson, it's 2000, give me some new metal. And number yeah, two... Yeah, fair enough. But like, <laughs> the, the, the title wasn't even supposed to be there. They added that in... Yeah, that's, that's silly. Like, so it was supposed to be just Frank Sinatra's like thing coming over. And I, I kind of like that idea of, you know, I'm, I kind of subscribe to this. I love like weird music we played to different scenes. And it's like, oh, geez, it makes you think twice. I But, but I, I have a particular hatred for sort of 40s, 50s. Um, Frank Sinatra. Swing <laughs> music being used like, quote unquote, ironically in advertising Straight and movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a plane goes down, basically. <laughs> so in in this film the 
the, the Blair Witch Project is a film and was a big hit and the town of Burkittsville is overrun with fans and um, sightseers and the locals are going crazy and they've had enough of it and this, this fake James Franco guy whose name is Jeffrey is, is organising like these kind of shitty Blair Witch tours in his van and a bunch of young people have come along to, to do the tour with him and I, I do I, I would have done one of those tours like... yeah I would totally have done that <laughs> Now I quite like I liked some of the characters in this. Um, obviously, there's a lot of bad acting and bad writing and stuff, but it gave me it just gave me a vibe of like they look like characters yeah, from the like, rejected I, American Pie so sequel. Or... My testing board is my wife watched this with me as well, Keen. So like every now and again, I would just turn towards to like what you think of that, and most times it was this fairly shit. That was the response to be honest. But there's a couple of things which were oh, that, that's all right, you know what I mean, like. Um, yeah. Well, I like the idea that, and again, it, it, it's the idea is there, uh, the execution maybe not great, but the idea yeah. that each of the characters represents a different way in which the public interacted with the film. So as someone who studies like strange beliefs and supernatural stuff and that, people are desperate, man, to believe that anything supernatural or spooky could be real. So whenever there's a question uh, I, that maybe I something... Think I think it's just people are just desperate to believe yeah. in their beliefs, right? So like, so, like it, I wasn't surprised... You will be a certain way. And one of them represents an academic. One of them represents a a Wiccan. One of them represents a goth. Fake James Franco doesn't just care. He just wants... He's the entrepreneur. He just wants to make money. Yeah, he just wants to make the money, yeah. So I like... I like... I like that idea. And I also like the way all the characters... He has, like, a Bond villain... Yeah. Oh, I love the way he lives in, like, a Civil War fort in the forest for some reason. (laughs) Oh, that comes into the games later, by the way. I can explain that. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a very a wisping link in the wind connection there. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't connect, but it's just kind of like, oh yeah, as seen in the Book of Shadows. So they, they spend the night in the woods at the, the site of the, the house where the first characters meet their end in the first film. And here's a weird thing about the extended Blair Witcherverse. <laughs> Um, apparently the, the 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 house is Rustin Parr's house. He's like the serial killer from the forties, and he his house is burned down by the locals in the forties. So it should be impossible. You know, you know when the when the kids come across the house at the end of the Blair Witch Project, yeah, that's yeah. like supposed to be some sort of you know time warp sort of a thing because yeah, oh, and Blair Witch Three as well, Keen. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. About. There's a bit more time warpy stuff there too. We'll get to it. So in in Book of Shadows, they go to the house, but it's it's ruined, and they spend the night there. And there's another Blair Witch, like tour group around with like Japanese people and German people and from Berlin and yeah. So people are coming from all over to see this. Somebody shouts like, "I've traveled from Berlin." I'm like I'm from Tokyo Flash and, and it's like That's not racist And the director Yeah I know It's such a 90s thing as well Like the Japanese people All they do is take photographs And film Remember yeah. Gremlins 2 We were just waiting For Seidenfeld To walk through Like bum, 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 bum. It's terrible Like So the director Is clearly working up To this plot Where like they're going to wake up the next day after a night of drinking in the woods and very slowly and maybe subtly it'll be revealed that something terrible happened the night before but studio executives come in and said nope you've got to make this way more gory and over the top so like almost from the beginning all of that plot is completely spoiled by these so, unnecessary flashbacks out, right? <laughs> Keep full, 
con- full confession, I did not pick up on that. In fact, when any time I saw the gory stuff going on, I thought they were doing it to themselves. But this was literally because I got so bored, I was walking out to the oven to check in a pizza. I was cooking <laughs> and just walking between the kitchen and the front room. But I just managed to miss the most important parts. Well, I mean, you know, you know, something was something terrible happened. You might not know that they were supposed to have killed I the other children. I genuinely children. thought they were torturing each other. I just genuinely thought, like, oh yeah, look, they, that's the reason they have the cuts on each other, and because that's not well explained. No, but like then you start to realize that there's a lot of stuff that's not well explained. So no. <laughs> and it, even, it's pretty fire, right? You even if this hadn't happened, I'm not saying it would have been a great film. It wouldn't have, but. I think it would have been worth a, worth a little more than it is. No, I th- yeah, definitely, definitely. I think um, after I watched that video, like I still think it would have been poor, right? <laughs> As I said, the way I think I described to you is like we're arguing with the different colors of dog shit here. Oh, but that's whether what podcasting white. is all about, dude. It's yeah, but like whether it's white or brown, it's still dog shit, right? <laughs> like it's just I will give you. I, I will, like, lean towards your argument now that after watching the documentary, like, yeah, I understand a bit more. Um, I hate the fact that, like, so it's so bad that, like, when when they shoot it and the producers don't like it, they make the director shoot film scenes in his back garden. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all that stuff about the fake James Franco having the backstory about being in a mental institution. Yeah, and it, it's and like, redo that, and, that was so isn't unnecessary. He, isn't he at the beginning selling twigs or something as yeah well. that's him yeah with a shaved head and it's like oh it's they're trying to oh, but like, I, I hate when films do the over the top evil lunatic <laughs> asylum thing where like we're going to do this completely like cruel torturous procedure to you for no reason at all like they, they're yeah they, they stick a tube up his nose and just like fill his nose with this gross liquid like what there's no need for it <laughs> i was like why did they do that scene in the beginning i don't know like it was just you know Gross so, out cinema, like, so you know, thing, things I do like about this, right? Number one, new metal, right? Marilyn Manson straight oh, out the gate. So new, like, I would defy, I would think anybody just who's grown up with new metal, like, if you ever want the greatest hits, don't bother searching for anything. <laughs> just go to the, yeah, go to the soundtrack of this. Like, it is just amazing. It just has everything. Like, it's number just... two, a fake James Franco has the most new metal, like, hair and beard. He's got the classic, like, 2001 he's chin strap. James Franco. He just is, like, he's terrible. Like. And he's, his obsession with coffee is, like, some sort of running joke. Like, he keeps just yelling at everyone to get him coffee. He doesn't and... know what he's talking about technology-wise as well. He's just oh, yeah. larping out. So it's grand. But, like... There's even a classic, like, I blew it up so you can see it more clearly. Yeah, it's just like, I can do this. Like, why didn't you do that earlier? What are you doing? Like, it's kind of... Number but, three, like... goth lady is well into having the, having the beers. And yeah. like drinks an insane amount of beer. Here's one. I didn't pick on this, but um, your man who's fixing the fridge is supposed to be. Oh yeah, Rustin Parr, the serial killer. Yeah, Rustin Parr. But like, I didn't pick up on that. You wouldn't though. You wouldn't. The reason like, you're supposed to know that like, is he says to her, she goes into the little shop where the rednecks are. Or something he like says, that. "I'm finished," yeah, and that you'd only know just, that that's him because you were someone who like had I read up on the extra lore. He was finished with fixing the fridge. Like I was like, oh yeah, okay bit of a weirdo but grand carry on like no, right. just... number four the the red haired lady who's the who's the the Wiccan is Erica Learson and she's in the 2003 Texas Chainsaw remake is she? she is yeah so ah, okay. that's another terrible movie that I like for some yeah, reason that's um, another <laughs> mark of shame on her um, I think that's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah. You know, you know, I, I love to, you know, compile my list of secret shames for people, for actors especially. I don't think <laughs> so, she went down to much after that, dude. So I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's a secret shame. Like I think that's the high point actually. Yeah, well, it's just a shame. Then I'll put it on the other list. It's fine. <laughs> Do we want to say anything else about Book of Shadows before it gets stricken um, from the canon? Something that I really annoyed me. It's just like they had this gimmick of reversing and like subliminal messaging where they were changing things. And um, again, they were trying to carry on with I think the original like Blair Witch because Blair Witch had such a you you was kind of said like they had a great website and they had all this weird stuff. So then the second one came out, and there's just stuff like you know, um, you one is like lying the 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 witchy one is lying on a gravestone and it says treacle. And then something like, oh, the next scene, when you come back, it actually says forward or something stupid like that. But basically, if you put enough words together and this was happening throughout the movie. Now, to be honest, I had to watch YouTube to figure it out. And some of them were like, well, it's obviously saying this with the tree branches and leaves. And I was like, I did not pick up on that. To be yeah, honest. it's really I'm sad here. that he put that effort into like all these Easter eggs that no but one's going to notice. They did that, and apparently if you figured it out, you got an extra scene on the website. Mm. But if you figured it out extra, then you also got to put your name on a thing on the website saying you were one of the people who figured it out. Well, um, one thing they did have was a <laughs> a soundtrack featuring P.O.D. Not, on, not only... Marilyn oh, Manson, who we've mentioned, P.O.D. was on there. Rob Zombie, <laughs> System. On the soundtrack, I understand, but like, can we talk about, you know the part where they decide to like, you know, we need to look at everything in reverse. Did you not notice that the timestamp in the top left was still going forward? Even when everything's been played in reverse? It's a and I just really felt like, no, like I used to get videos from the video shop which had a timestamp, and when you play them in reverse, the timestamp goes in reverse because the timestamp is stamped to whatever's on film at that moment. But there's this awful part where fake James Franco says, "Look, let's go reverse," and it's just the video plays forward, and it's just them doing all their stuff and without giving away the reveal, right? But do you know what I mean? I was just, oh, that was a big peeve now of mine. That was a no, 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 no. IT guy coming in just don't have time for that okay um but uh that, yeah that's the reverse besides that um soundtrack wise yeah pod is there i think system <laughs> down is there is that's it? right yeah there um is corn there or do you just imagine that I they should be there if they, they should be they were there in spirit <laughs> in spirit in spirit yeah they inspired it you know just oh god but uh right so look Shall we shall we go straight into the, the games because the games came out before the the third movie and they're more you in keeping with that you time. You just hate the third movie. I know you hate. The, I'm more than happy to talk about the games. <laughs> I hate the third movie. I hate the third movie, but for different reasons. Yeah, let's talk about the games. Um, so the games that I looked at, there was a trilogy brought out. In, and this is very prog, actually. This was a trilogy brought out in 2000, right? By three three different um, game developers, okay? And uh, the first one was called the Rust and Power Investigation, which I really liked that idea that, like, they put a game back in the 1940s just after Rust and Power happens, right? I think that's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, look, you'll be very self-contained, you know? Um... And it's kind of like a horror thing. But I was watching the game, Keen, because I didn't look, I didn't play it, unfortunately, but I was watching it. 
and it opens right with this woman coming out and um it's just like oh you're 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 coming here now to your training and she comes out and then it looks at the training and there's like a general called General Briggs, fair enough, and he's just dressed like a military general. But then there's like a German scientist who has an eye patch and a fish hook on one hand. He's missing one hand, right? So he's Doctor Strangelove, basically. Yeah, he's something. Yeah, and then there's just this like Asian kung fu master with full on Fu Manchu. <laughs> mustache and he's like hi you must meditate before you do your missions and i was just like what is going on here i was really confused like i was just like but this is i i i genuinely had to check is this blair witch have i just like have i went to be wrong here myself like do you know what i mean is this guy canon like Like, when you're watching the film are you like "Hmm, mystical asian master is is canon in this this universe this is blair yeah and like literally it's just kind of like the Asian guy is saying, like, you need to aim your gun fast, but not too slowly. Too fast you will miss, but too slowly you will be killed. Wax on, so wax off. you need to aim your gun pretty much, like, and then there's just, like, the German guy is like, oh, I've given you this night vision. It's it, it, it's pretty shit, but it's the 1940s. What can I do? That's pretty much what he says. Like, you see, all like, you must be more efficient with your am- ammunition. Yeah, that kind of way. <laughs> and, like, um... And then General Briggs is like, we got a case for you down in Massachusetts. And it's just like, what is going on here? Like, And then this guy turned up called The Stranger, and they were calling him The Stranger. And he had two pistols. Are you and like working like, for some 1940s version of the X-Files? Is it like that? This is, yeah, this is exactly what I thought. Like, I was like, what is going on here? And then it turns out that, yes, right, there was a game called Nocturne on the PlayStation, right? Oh, I've heard of that. That but is like the a same, the same developers. Terminal Reality were like called in to like do this game. Did they just graft like, the the Blair Witchiverse yeah, onto their own universe? They just recycled everything. Yeah, let's just recycle the characters. Let's just reuse them. Class. Let's just and like somebody put out a thing. He just said, I thought it was brilliant. It's like watching Demolition Man, and instead of John Spartan. You're getting John Matrix and Commando, and I just burst out laughing. Like that's exactly what you're getting. It's like I'm expecting, like, but they were just so like, yeah. But the people who want Bear Witch, like, they won't know what's going on. They won't care anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so like, they come in, and like, I I did a bit of research on Nocturne then because I thought this is great. What's going on here? So apparently between the 1920s, 1930s to 1940s, to include Blair Witch, um. They were a government agency created by Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> and were, their official code name is Spook House, by the way. <laughs> That's rubbish. <laughs> and they've been designed to fight monsters. Not aliens, monsters, Kim. There you oh, go. Am I going to work for um, the X-Files? No, no, sorry, mate. It's uh, you're, you're on Spook House division. <laughs> I just love the way that like they must keep this stuff quiet. Because it's like if the X-Files were, like, publicly advertised, everybody would be going for it. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, that'd be the best job. In the spook house, like I'd be like, I want to fucking work for Spook House, like, <laughs> and like straight away, like the stranger in his first investigational series, which is what they termed Nocturne, he had four cases, including werewolves, zombies, vampires, and an unknown entity. So this is all <laughs> so, canon in the in the Blair Witchiverse. So we get back to the game, right? I know that was a bit of diversion, but we get back to the game. And it's just like, they've just reused all their, like, what I've heard is that, as much as I've read, is that, like, um, 
they actually fixed up a lot of the problems with the game Nocturne. And they actually, like, apparently the game Nocturne was so bad, was, like, when you were trying to, like, you know, every survival horror has, like, um, puzzles that you have to fix and figure out. But, like, it was so bad that, like, when you were trying to figure out the puzzles, the zombies would still be attacking you. Oh, that's not fair. Even just, Resident Evil didn't do just, that. It was just really poor, and it was just like, no, no, that was really bad. And so then, like, they just kind of said, like, well, with the new one, you you play a different character, um, but you're set in basically, yeah, in the Blair Witch thing. You're through the forest and all that. You do face demonoids, which are just humans who actually look pretty creepy. They backflip and scream. They're all possessed and go at you. And, yeah, it's great. Like, um, they do that. You go through the forest. The biggest problem they say is that like you one who you play. She's so she's normally the person who invents the gadgets for the guy you call the stranger who was the star of Nocturne. But, like, she's so scientific that she's just bored by everything. So, like, she's just walking, oh, she's never-ending forest. Mm, suppose it makes sense. And, like, she keeps, like, re-walking the same thing, and it's just, like, that's the way she is. Like, she's just like, oh, yeah, I've experienced this before. I've worked with, you know, the paranormal. <laughs> it's just Spook like, I've worked for Spook House. They're just saying, yeah, basically, they're just saying that, like, it's just like she's shitting on what should be spooky, which is a problem in itself, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, um, if your characters already exist in a universe where there are z- zombies and vampires. Yeah, and, and they just said that she completely downplays it. Now it's PS. It, it, it's 2000. Yeah, we have a PlayStation. Yeah, it's on the PC. They say it's the best of the lot. Um, now, I didn't play it a lot. Um, what I did find out then was um i was trying to find reviews of the other two right so there's two more there's like coffin rock and then the mid yep breaking up hold on right you back yeah okay coffin rock so yeah so this game based on coffin rock which is the second one um that's kind of it started off interesting but it's awful it starts off that you're a union soldier and you're kind of having flashbacks about um how like your group were killed basically if that makes sense and um People have just said, like, it's more of an interactive documentary. It's not quite popular. Um, they weren't going to make a third one because the first game made 50,000 copies in one year. The second one made 16,000. So they were a bit dodgy about it. Um, the only thing I could figure out that was interesting with the second one, they said it was the same engine, same game. Your character's name was Lazarus, apparently. So I don't know. That's about it. Yeah, there's a bit of a meaning there, but you keep having hauntings about how your uh, units were massacred, basically. But I just thought it was interesting with the Union soldier idea that it's further back in the past, and um, you know your soldiers are killed at Coffin Rock, and you seem to be somehow involved with that. Well, in the Um, in the original lore, the Coffin Rock thing happens in the 1880s, and the American Civil War is the 1860s. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be yeah, I wouldn't be buying into it, to be honest. Um The third game seemed interesting. So this third game is all about you one is the Ellie what's her name? The Ellie Ellie Kedward is the name of the Blair Witch. Yeah, and in the, the extended universe she's Irish? She's an Irish immigrant? 
Yeah, yeah. So, like, the third game, I, I only read the, like, kind of wiki on it, but it sounds way more interesting. So, it's based in 1785, and you play a priest called Blair, who's lost his faith in religion, of course, exorcist type, you know? And um, mm-hmm. basically, he goes in to investigate the town after they have convicted Yuan Ellie of being a witch. But rather than being burned, they just say, oh, she was strapped to a wheelbarrow and left out in the forest. And at that point, when they come out to the wheelbarrow the next day, she's just gone. But that's when their kids start disappearing. And it has all the stuff like you have to perform an exorcism. It has different choices in the game. You can just kill them or you can perform an exorcism. But they start bringing up a demon called Hexatomix. I'll try and put the links. can't even pronounce that. But it's... um. Uh, you know, a Native American demon that doesn't like the ground. Basically, of course, it's always them. Um, I looked up some videos of this one. I do like the idea of a, a sort of a, you know, late 90s, early noughties survival horror set in this universe with the, the you so, know, so it's a good, that, that's good idea. Game, but that's not the game that came out in 2017. This is just part of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PC, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's a bit weird, I thought. Um, then you have, yeah, the fourth game that came out. Well, 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 something else happened before then, in 2016. There was another... Oh, oh God, right. We <laughs> it's time. So this is a bit sad to me because... This sounded we, like... We, we hate this game for different reasons. Well, like, we, we'll some... find out. I just want to say, as usual, I try and find something nice to say. I do feel like this was written or made by people who did give a little bit of a shit about what they were doing. Yeah. It's... And... So, I mean, I think even, like, the fact that, like, they hid the name, they called it The Woods for, yeah, for yeah. years, and then it was like, oh, it's actually Blair Witch. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I was like, oh, yeah. When I, like, genuinely when I heard it, I was like, oh, fucking sweet. Like, this might be good. But, you know, part of me was just saying, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, as it happens, like, um, this, ahead, this for me like, shows why when they made the second one, they, they took a different path because the, the film, it's just called Blair Witch, came out in 2016. It does pretty much a retread of the first one and there's yeah. no point and it's it's just kind of boring like it's everything in it is fairly competent and it looks fine and i think they try to go over the top with everything yeah it's it's, it's less subtle it's like i know like we were talking about last night about like what really came across to me is that it's not a found footage movie anymore to me because there's so many cameras and it's being so edited that it just loses that appeal to me at least as I said, like they have, like they all have these over-ear cameras, and they all have this like perfect digital 1080p. And there's a part where like Yuan is trying to get the drone out of the tree, and they literally cut to the drone camera as she's climbing up the tree to find. It. I was like, this isn't found footage anymore. This is completely. Whereas I, I kind of went like before we watched this one, we watched the original, and I just felt the original was a lot more effective. Because I think that at max they have two cameras at any yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, pretty much. Whereas I just felt that, and that's what I was trying to get. I probably didn't do well, but that's what I was trying to get across. I felt like because there were so many cameras, because of the way they were moving, to me it, it just kind of lost. It was just ah, look, this is just another horror movie. Yeah, for me. I think First in both cases the implication is that somebody from the film studio or whatever has found this found footage and then has assembled it into a rough cut for you to watch. But that's that, less. But, like, it's it's less so in the first one. Iffy, whereas the 
with three cameras is just so much more. Like, I almost kind of found myself thinking, geez, would it have been better off if they all got split up and you just, you know, got a half an hour or 20 minutes of each person's thing, chapter by chapter kind of way. And they yeah. all have completely different experiences. Whereas I just felt the way it was trying to interspell it. And as you said, what makes it hard is it's just a rehash of the original. You're just, yeah, I know what's going to happen here. Plus, there's way too many jump. I found anyway. Every ten seconds, there was a jump horror kind of like. Yeah. Lucy, are you there? Oh, oh, sorry with that. Like, it didn't mean to scare you. Just, you know? in, in terms of mythology and building on the universe, um, the one of the character, the, the what's her name, Heather from the first film, has a brother who's gone looking for her in the in the yeah. Black Hills forest. It also establishes. Well, does it anything else? Does anything? Does it actually add anything? Oh, some of the the time loop stuff is maybe interesting. I, I, I like the time loop stuff. I like the part they come across two of them, and they're just like we've been out here for five days, and there's just no light. But like for this group, they've only been there like a day, pretty much. You know what I mean? They've went through a normal day cycle, whereas they just come across this other two people who are with them, and they're haggard and they're starving just like what's going on like i like that element of it that like it, it ties into this whole thing of like you know if you get if you ever get lost in a forest it's horrible and it's this dread feeling and it's like yeah yeah minutes turn into hours turn to days turn into you know what i mean yeah it time and space well. are, are yeah, malleable and... kind of, uh, they kind of do that but i mean that's not enough to save it by any chance no it's, the it's only thing just I like a hint of an idea is, um, the stick person with the hair in it and you one breaks it in yeah, half, yeah. and then it just, yeah, like, it's, like, that was a genuine, like, when I was watching, I was like, oh, shit, I did not expect that, <laughs> you know what I mean, kind of, that's a nice touch, but it gets hard, there's a whole X-Files scene then, towards the end, yeah. the light, I didn't know what to make of it, and then, I just kind of felt other movies have done it better, so what are you doing, you know what I mean, towards the end, I was like, yeah, look, you're grand. Like, you shouldn't have done this, really. There wasn't enough, like, new or interesting ideas to really justify it existing. Yeah, like, they tried to do a bit of body horror when you're one that's trying to get the worm out of her leg and it's just yeah. pus coming out. And But, I mean, you're kind of going like, well, Cronenberg does that brilliantly. You're not doing anything new here. No. You know what I mean? It's just kind of... um. But what I hate is when you read reviews of it, it's like bloody disgusting giving four Yeah, and some people really like, liked this when it came out. What are you doing? Like, this is terrible. Like, you're missing the point. There was a lot of, like, some 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 outfits who should have known better were, like, saying, this is going to save modern horror. Yeah, and I didn't think so. There's I, I nothing really interesting so, about as I said, it. As I said, so, so Keen, as we come back to the question, so, like, you're on the desert island, a ship comes by, they can't help you, but they can offer you a Blair Witch 2 or 3. Which <laughs> one do you want to pick? Yeah, because, like... Blair, Blair Witch. You a DVD. Which one are you Blair Witch Three is like being stuck on an island with you know like a middle of the road straight A's guy and <laughs> who doesn't drink or do anything fun and then like being on a, on a desert island with Blair Witch Two is like being on on a desert island with like someone who's a little bit shaky, a little bit broken, a little bit dangerous, but like you know they'll have a prat kind of pratsky with you and talk shit. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know, like, uh, if I was actually asked to make a recommendation, I, I, I find it hard, Kane. I would think maybe Blair Witch 2 has a little more depth to it, but that's a recommendation with a big star next to it, saying, and <laughs> by the way, you have to watch these YouTube videos and read all these articles and go along with this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which I find it hard to recommend to anybody. Blair Witch 3, oof. Um, yeah. I thought it was better than Blair Witch 2, 
as it was, but it's still not. It's more competent and more professional and more coherent, but it's yeah. it's completely lacking in ideas. Yeah, it's just literally. I think what what really annoys me is that um, I think movie makers nowadays love the idea of like, oh, but now we have technology that changes things. Now we have a drone. Now we have this. And it's but like, they do nothing. Really, like yeah, nothing happens with the like, drone. It could have been an interesting yeah, idea, but nothing yeah, is done it, with it. They could have changed it, like, and uh, they just don't. You know, this just there. Grand. Um, um, I, I, as I said, I just, I just, I just do like the idea. Uh, oh, sorry, man, Lane as well. The guy who's um, a bit of a gimp, but he ends up becoming like. Um, I don't get this, but when they find him, right? Um, she finds him in the house. Right, and um, he's like, "Oh, you have to listen to her. You have to listen to her." You know what I mean? So he's obviously under control of the Blair Witch, right? But his hair's gone really fuzzy. But I think he's still clean shaven. And I was just saying, like, does that mean she gives you shaving materials and stuff? Like, yeah, the the notion that he's been like in some sort of time warp where like one day yeah, has become his five. Hair has genuinely gone really fuzzy and really big. It's kind of <laughs> it's undercut just... by the fact that he's like nicely shaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, ah, but yeah, it's just like, oh, well, you know, say what you want to play, which gives you the shaping materials, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, she's nice that way, Keen, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sound. And so, when is the next? I mean, the the only thing we're skipping really here is um, there was a bunch of comics in between, mostly in the early noughties, but that will have to wait for another day. The next important, the next important thing that happens in our journey is um, the the most recent video game. actually well uh, received um, there's been a bunch of games in the same genre this was last year wasn't it yeah about last year and the whole idea is um, you play whatever his name is basically but like you're a veteran of course you are um, so you have personal horrors we've watched Book of Shadows we're all um, veterans <laughs> yeah yeah veterans <laughs> but you're now a police officer and basically you're searching for a kid I think it's called Peter is it and um, you're basically searching for him, but the reason you're searching for him is going to reveal that um, his older brother was doing a burglary, and you shot the older brother, and now you feel personally responsible for Peter, but Peter's gone missing. Um, what it gets a lot of praise for is that it starts off in the daytime, and you just have yourself and your dog, who's called Bullet, by the way, um, fair enough, um, but you don't have a weapon. As such, you just have a flash lamp. I think you have a walkie-talkie, and that's it. And you have Bullet, your dog, and um, you go in, and you're searching the forest during the day yourself. You come in from a different angle. Now they kind of say like, when you start off, the sheriff's like, "Are you sure you're in an emotional state to do this?" Apparently, you've went through a divorce with your wife or something, so you know there's that emotional trauma. But like, you come in, but then you're knocked out at some stage during the search and when you wake up you're woken up by a bullet licking your face and you wake up but it's night time and you're just in the middle of the forest and you don't know where you are and uh, that's when shit kicks off basically um, I watched some videos of this and um, yeah, it looks lovely think, it looks gorgeous it's a bit like oh it's getting like it's, it's actually well received in terms of um, what I like about it is that it has um, it reminds me first of all of Alan Wake if you ever play that game yeah yeah um, Alan Wake is all about like there's this darkness that possesses people and with Alan Wake you have to use a flashlight to blow off the darkness from them before you can kill them but it kind of likes that here it's like you're supposed to use a flashlight to ward off 
certain enemies basically in the middle of the forest they don't like the light and they back off um, I don't know what the enemies are um, what I really like about it is that apparently it has about five or six different endings and it's all about how much you investigate in the forest and how much you do which is really good because there's like a good ending a bad ending a good bad ending a bad good ending if that makes sense <laughs> kind of like Chaos it really future. depends on what you've done but like one of the endings is like the bad guy like kills the dog in front of you and people are outraged by that apparently <laughs> like, and they're like apparently like the dog got a lot of praise saying like no no he really feels like an extra character he's your, your buddy in it and um it got lots of praise which i love um it taps into the idea that you do find recordings in the forest but by working by when you kind of look at a recording i don't know who it is do you start playing the recording or are you a person in that recording do you know what i mean mm. and you can change the events in your actual present time by changing the events in the recording now that probably sounds bollocks but resident evil 7 did the exact same trick um they did that for quite a few different things um so for anybody who gives out, yeah, that's like that's the way things went. Um, it got kind of like 70 to 80% keen, and I think it's kind of liked. It's kind of known as, um, it has these scenes where like a great scene is like your man's knocked out and when he wakes up, he's walking along, but he's walking into trenches and like gunfire, and it's pure tapping into where he was a soldier and his men and that kind of stuff and then he gets knocked out again that's gone he's back in the forest do you know that kind of way it sounds good it's kind of like a bit of a psychological thing going on like do you know what i mean um i don't think as, as i said compared to the other three that i watched there's no fu man choose here there's Disappointed. no um yeah <laughs> there's no german scientists with a, an eye patch and a fish hook it's a lot more psychological horror <laughs> and um from what, I've said, yeah, from what I've heard, it, it looks good. I've watched a bit of it, and I thought, yeah, I'd be willing to play it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, looks good anyway. I think um, I'd like a Blair Witch game, which is like an open world forest where you can... It Hill, to be honest. When I read yeah, it, all the different yeah, endings. The psychological like, stuff. very much up there now, like, depending on what you do and what you go. And there's a risk-reward kind of element going on because you have to just search the forest further to get everything. Do you, know that? Do you know that kind of way? But that puts you at risk, basically. And um, I, I like that idea. I was like, geez, like, there's not many developers do that anymore. Um, which is good. I, I'm really... I, I would support that, you know? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice if there was... It looked to me like... I. It, it has elements of what I'd like, which is... Um, the forest looks fantastic. And, and I'm, not, I'm not a gamer. I just... I'm interested in the, the lore and the feeling of the original film. So... <laughs> It would be great if it looks to me like it might be a little bit too scripted for what I like. A sort of an open world thing would be like almost like a GTA where you have to survive and find food and water. But then maybe over it's time, yeah, nothing. Probably definitely a bit more scripted than that, I would say. Yeah, like maybe not like enemies as such, but like time and space start to become strange. Yeah, definitely. That's what they, they strive for in it. Like there's those times apparently we just wake up after a really intense scene and you're in day morning, you're in morning all of a sudden. And it's like, well, what's going on? And then your dog's missing, so you spend the morning looking for your dog. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Out. You're back to nighttime. Do you know what I mean? And um, again, you end up in your man's house. 
serial killer's house, Russell Park, you end up back in his house, which I, I like, I know it's a bit true, but I'd like to investigate that from a, a nice, safe, first-person environment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just get to look at the hens on the walls and, like, oh, that's Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. So, like, apparently there's a scare where apparently if you look at the mirror, you are completely decrepified and you have glowing white eyes. But if you look at it again, it goes back to normal. And there's loads of little jumps like that put in there. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, it sounds workable. You know? Indeed, yeah. I, I haven't played it, but, I mean, um, yeah, I, I put it this way. Next Steam sale, I'll pick it up for <laughs> five, ten euros, happy out like, you know. Well, that's the most recent thing that's happened in the, in the in the universe. Is there anything else on the horizon that you've come across, or...? <laughs> I, do you think this is this is a closed door like this doesn't no, need anything else does it no there's not like um, if if child playing Chucky can come back then <laughs> back like as in and I, I've had conversations with you about that like I mean like you know hopefully we won't have to do it again <laughs> I think give it a couple of years they're gonna be like everything back comes back again, you know? yeah yeah all right. Well, we'll wrap it up then with that. Uh, thanks for talking about the rest of the Blair Witch franchise. No problem, Keen. Thank you very much for making me rewatch the second I... or third one and watch the first one. And uh, yeah, I'm going to hold you as a count like you won't mind on that one. <laughs> I take great pleasure in, in doing so. <laughs> we are certain that Satanism exists. It's the practice of evil. Following closely behind this car was this unidentified flying object. You will prove the existence of the Bigfoot or Sasquatch by bringing in a body.